Here at Can Meet Theater, we make entertainment that supports your values. The lazy bum never got a job. Well, what can I say? Relationships suck. Let's just say it involved cocaine, two hookers, the governor's daughter, and a Bengal tiger at the Omni Hotel. Say what? Original comedy with added value. Canned Meat Theater. You never know what's inside. It's fantastic. It's unbelievable and it's terrible, but it's true. Welcome to Canned Meat Theater. Described as an illustrated, detailed course in perversion. We refer to it, and rightly so, as the miracle of the can. Please be advised, tonight's performance contains violence, graphic violence, graphic designers, violence against graphic designers, adult language, childish language, misinterpreted body language, sexual situations, awkward situations, awkward sexual situations, nudity, graphic nudity, nudity involving graphic designers, racism, sexism, sadomasochism, post-impressionism, cruelty to animals, cruelty by animals, cruelty to graphic designers, sodomy, blasphemy, perfidy, chicanery, cultural insensitivity, moral bankruptcy, emotional unavailability, flashing lights, garish costuming, sloppy editing, inconsistent acting, trite dialogue, weak character development, derivative plotting, self-absorption, smugness, apathy, and an undeserved sense of entitlement. Enjoy the show. You're listening to Canned Meat Theater. Mmm, smell it. Algiers, May 1948. We arrived yesterday after a midnight crossing on a tramp freighter from Marseille. There are three of us. Along with myself was the Frenchman, Jean Goulache, and the Englishman, Sir Archibald Toffee. Goulache was well known to me, a fixture in the small world of esoteric dessert seekers. I had once spent a long weekend before the war in Marrakesh with him, sampling a hashish-laced baklava that caused us both to speak and act exactly like Marlena Dietrich. Although we received very favorable notices for our performance at the Casbah, we had not spoken since. Sir Archibald, or Archie as he insisted on being called, was an unknown. He was handsome, with a posh accent and an air of world-weary sophistication, There were whispers that he had connections in the intelligence world. He had spent the past year roaming the ruins of Central Europe and claimed to have found a Linzer tort recipe that belonged to Heinrich Himmler. I trusted neither of them. Our search had led us to Marseille, 
It was there we met a one-eyed sailor in a truly vile waterfront bar. Ah, mon ami, there is a café in Algiers that serves a creme brulee that will destroy a man's soul. Tell us everything you know. I have money. Five hundred francs. Uh, monsieur, do not be a fool. Take your money and go back to America. Stick to your apple pie and your soft-serve vanilla cones. You will find only misery in Algiers. Five hundred francs. Take it or leave it. Very well. Le Chat Fumeur. In the old quarter, south of the market. Le Chat. What? Fumeur. Le Chat Fumeur. The smirking cat. Ask for the head waiter. A bastard named Pettifor. The ship leaves in two hours. There is no more I can do for you. God help you. And so we found ourselves in the sun-baked streets of Algiers as we searched the maze of dusty streets looking for the Chat Fumer. Say, oh boy, what's that down there? Uh, mon dieu. Le chat fumeur. There at the end of the alley was a small cafe. There was no sign, but standing at a podium at the entrance was a man with a lit gawaz hanging from the corner of his mouth. Next to him sat a large black cat, who also had a lit gawaz hanging from its mouth. Are you pedophore? I am. That's amazing. How does he do that? He filches them from me, of course. He refuses to buy us all. You filthy animal. We are here for the creme brulee. Monsieur, you, you cannot make such a demand of me. We have money. It is not a question of money. I cannot in good conscience serve you this. It is beyond what any man can bear. Now see here, we are not terse, monsieur. We are gentlemen, well acquainted. Existentially dangerous desserts. 
Monsieur, I cannot. What if we ordered the lunch special? Mm, that might be acceptable. May I recommend a good Sauvignon Blanc with it? And so he had a very agreeable lunch. With a Sauvignon Blanc that was refreshing but not overwhelming, with citrus and herbal notes. At last, it was time for dessert. And now, Pettifor, the creme brulee. Monsieur, I beg you to reconsider. Hell, quit stalling, man. The brulee. <sighs> Very well. Feet. Gentlemen, before you is a dessert like no other. It is infused with an awareness of the futility of existence imported directly from the left bank. It is the bleakest dessert ever devised, filled with an unfathomable emptiness and impassive cruelty and hints of vanilla. I wash my hands of this, and mon appetit. I thrust my spoon down on the glassy sugar. I heard a crack. It echoed through my head. And then everything went black. happened next, I truly cannot say. I was found deep in the desert by Bedouins three months later, still clutching a spoon. Of my companions, nothing was heard of them ever again. I spent six weeks recovering at a sanatorium outside the city. A letter arrived for me the day I was discharged. It was the bill, with gratuity added. Pettifor was truly a bastard. I have been unable to return to the life I knew before, and those who knew and cared for me say I am not the man they knew. They say I am so I must go where the mad go, to where they say it will be of little consequence. And that, dear listener, is how I ended up in Florida.
Abnormal sex, crime, and violence. Consumers will love that. Dear friends and former co-workers, greetings from the sunny Caribbean. Well, what a whirlwind it all has been since I retired. Thank you so much for the going away party and the watch. Sure, it was a little cliched as a retirement present, but still, I could tell it was from the heart. On that note, there were so many of you in attendance that day, I didn't get a chance to talk to each and every one of you I have worked with over the years at Rumsfeld Solid Waste and Construction Disposal Incorporated and express my heartfelt feelings to each of you. For starters, there is our Cracker Jack management team, Hank, Wayne, and Derek. Where would I be without them? <laughs> well, in a just world, I'd be running the company and they would be unemployed. But instead, their absolute incompetence led us to near bankruptcy and a buyout by that vicious corporate raider and egregious ball bag of a human being, Mr. T. Alden Musk. Mr. Busk has, of course, gutted this once proud family-owned business, fired scores of local workers who had served us through good times and bad, forced dedicated executives like myself into retirement despite our proven worth to the company, and turned it into nothing more than a tax write-off to fund boob implants for his third Slovakian trophy wife. Uh, but enough about the higher-ups. It's the people in the trenches you work with day-to-day -day that matter. So let's turn to my dear, loyal staff. To my former assistant, Wanda, I have to say you're an inspiration. Not to me, but to conniving skanks everywhere, you're a role model. To most people, who do I have to blow to get this job is just an expression. But you saw it as a way to set back women's progress in the workplace by decades. On a related note, way to go, Derek. And to my deputy administrator, Kyle who has now eagerly taken my place to begin his climb up the slime-coated corporate pole. Your drive and ambition know no bounds. Your lack of principle and decency would make Machiavelli squirm with intestinal discomfort. Still, I keep you in my prayers, specifically that there is a hell and you will be tormented there for all eternity. Perhaps my tone is coming off a bit more negative than I intended. So let me change direction and thank my dear friend Andrea in accounting. Oh, dear sweet Andrea, you alone saw me for who I am. That is, an aging burnout who'd do anything to get the hell out of here and screw this company good. And that's why I fell in love with you. Some would say it's a near miracle to find love at my age, but it's even more of a miracle to find someone who could, without anyone suspecting a thing, transfer a vast amount of the company's assets into untraceable bank accounts scattered across the globe. 
should probably mention here that Andrea will not be in on Monday. Well, that's enough for now. Andrea and I would like to wish everyone at Rumsfeld's the best in the future. Or via condios, as they say in Paraguay. One of a number of countries without extradition treaties will be visiting in the near future. Up yours truly. Name and address with help. What a waste of good tomatoes. And again, the breast fetish. And from the 1959 classic An Evening Wasted with Tom Lair, here is The Elements. Mr. Lair recently placed all of his works in the public domain, so thank you, Tom. And as you requested, we won't send you any money. Actually, I did rather well myself this past Christmas. The nicest present I received was a gift certificate good at any hospital for a lobotomy. <laughs> Now, now, if I may digress momentarily from the mainstream of this evening's symposium, I'd like to sing a song which is completely pointless, but is something which I picked up during my career as a scientist. This may prove useful to some of you someday, perhaps, in a somewhat bizarre set of circumstances. It's simply the names of the chemical elements set to a possibly recognizable tune. arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuthromium, lithium, beryllium, and barium. That interesting? <laughs> I knew you would. I hope you're all taking notes because there's going to be a short quiz next period. <laughs> there's holmium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and mercury and aluminum and magnesium dysprosium and scandium and cerium and cesium and lead, praseodymium and platinum and plutonium, palladium, promethium, potassium, polonium and tantalum, tenesium, titanium, tellurium and cadmium and calcium and chromium and curium. There's sulfur, californium, and fermium, berkelium, and also mendelevium, einsteinium, nobelium, and arc, and krypton, and radon, xenon, zinc, and rhodium, and chlorine, carbon, cobalt, copper, tungsten, tin, and sodium. These are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard. And there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. where no vegans were harmed in production. So this humblest little servant of your daily life contains not just a product, but symbolizes a more abundant life for all freedom-loving people everywhere in the world. This is the miracle of the can. All voices were performed by Doug McDowell. Original material written by Doug McDowell. 
Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0 license. Tom Lair appears courtesy of Tom Lair and the Internet Archive. And have a pleasant evening. Original comedy plus the original piece. If you have enjoyed past episodes of Can Meet Theater, please consider supporting us on Patreon. For the cost of a cup of coffee, you could buy our creators a cup of coffee, and that will encourage them to make more episodes, maybe even some members-only content. We promise we won't let them spend it on drugs. Visit Can Meet Theater at Patreon or www.cannedmeettheater.com for details. And have a pleasant evening. Come join the fun.